Hello, I'm Luke Raskoff. And I'm Spencer Raskoff. And this is the Daddy, I Have a Question podcast. Today, I'm back with another question for, for my dad. Here it is. Dad, do countries go bankrupt? Do countries go bankrupt? Good question, Luke. Um, so, countries do a lot of things like regular people or businesses. Um, for example, they, uh, they, they make money and they spend money. Um, they borrow money, but they also can do one other thing that regular people and businesses can't do. What, what do you think that is? Um, countries? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, what, if I opened up my wallet right now, what would you find in it? Um, credit card? And? Money? Money, right. Where'd that money come from? Um, the economy around, the economy in the country. Yeah, but who made the money? Um, people and taxes went to the country. The government made the, the government, money. The government got the money from people. Well, the government printed the money. So one of the things the that makes governments different from companies or people is that they can print their own money, right? Okay, so your question was, do uh, can countries go bankrupt? And the answer is, I'd say sort of. So let me explain. Um, if a country uh, needs to wants to spend money, uh, on what are some things countries could spend money on? Uh, they could spend money on like, d- on like weapons and defense to like protect themselves against other countries. Perfect. Okay, on weapons and defense, for example, then what they typically do is they they have revenue from taxes, taxes on their citizens, yeah. people, and also taxes on businesses. Um, but and, but if they want to buy, let's say something with that with money, can't they literally just? print the money and use it to purchase what they want? Yes, they can also print money and they can also borrow money. So let's start by focusing on the borrowing money part, okay? Um, when, um, when, when countries borrow money, they usually borrow money from people, companies, or other countries, okay? So the United States, for example, what they'll do is they'll issue debt that's called treasury bonds. And people, you and I, can buy a treasury bond or other countries can buy a treasury bond. What is a treasury bond? A treasury bond is a, um, a, a, a promise that the government will pay you back in the future with interest. It's just a loan. It's the, it's the United States of America or France, Germany, England, wherever, whatever the country is, borrowing money from a person, an individual, or another country. Just like we would borrow money or a business would borrow money. So they're bar- so literally like the the United States borrows money from like people? China, like, from me and you, from companies. Yeah, but me and you is what I meant by people. Yeah, exactly. Yes, they do. They do. So if you... Do people do that as part of like to make money? Yes. Because like, like is the interest high for... Is the interest high or low for The that? interest is very low. Very low. But the likelihood of getting paid back is very high. So, like, for example... They can always just print the money. Exactly, because always print money. That's exactly right. So, so a company, when a company borrows money, let's say Microsoft borrows money, uh, so they issue bonds, those might pay, say, 3% interest, okay, which is pretty low, but uh, there's a chance that Microsoft would go out of business. It's not very likely, but there's a chance. Let's say it's some random, really small company that's, like, not very well known. Well, their interest rate might be 6%. Why? Because there's a chance they might go out of business. And so in order to get people to lend them the money, 
they have to agree to a higher interest rate. Because then everybody can give them money and they have enough money to pay those people back and then they're a bigger business. Uh, well, that's why they want to borrow the money. But the question is, why do they have a higher interest rate than Microsoft? They have a higher... Because Microsoft... Because Microsoft is like, I, I know I'm not going to go out of business because I'm a big company. So I can give out less... So I can give out less interest so that so that we can save the money. But even if less people decide to lo- loan us money, it doesn't really matter as much because we're such a big company but the um, the little company that's like not very well known will be like well i want to become a bigger company so i need loans from people so i'll offer to pay them more money so that so that i can get loans yeah the way i would summarize it is the random not so successful company has to offer a higher interest rate in order to entice people to loan the money because otherwise they won't because they because they'll be too nervous that the company will go out of business so a country like America has a very, very low interest rate when, when they issue bonds because... They think they're not going to go out of business. They're not going to go out of business, right. Okay. So what happens, though, when countries basically go out of business? And I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, the country of Greece, or right now the country of Venezuela, or right now the country of Turkey, are in the midst of a debt crisis. And so let's talk about Turkey, for example. And Turkey's a country sorry, in Eastern sorry Europe. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So would you call an international, like, if bank, is, is the only way that a country goes bankrupt um, is basically in an international debt crisis? Yeah. Is that like what you call a country, a country yes. going bankrupt? Yes. Okay, cool. So the country of Turkey has uh, borrowed a lot of money from people and, and companies and countries around the world. And all of a sudden, countries and people start to say, wait a minute, I'm concerned that they might not be able to pay it back. And, um, and why is that? Why, can't, why, why aren't they facing So the economy the there was, was getting pretty weak. Their tax receipts, so the amount of tax they were collecting, was pretty small. And they had issued a lot of debt. And so the interest payments that they owed on a lot of their debt started to get pretty big. And so, so some other countries were like, wait a minute, I'm kind of concerned that you might not be able to pay me back. And then some countries started saying, please pay me back right now. And Turkey was like, okay, we'll pay you back. And the more company, the more because, countries... Because they wanted... Because Turkey was like basically getting less money is what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get the little money, the countries wanted to get the little money Turkey had left before Turkey has no money exactly. they want to be paid back. Exactly. So as soon as some, say they started paying some money back, then the other countries that hadn't gotten paid back yet started to worry even more, and all of a sudden it started to become kind of a big problem, just like it does with companies, when companies but then, start like, to have problems. My, my question, sure, but like all these people are demanding money, but don't, don't they have it? Don't they have like, just like as much as they want? Well, so one of the solutions that Turkey and other countries in this situation have, have is how can they make money? They just... Print it. Print it. Okay. What happens, and we've talked about this a little bit in some other episodes, we should talk more about it in future episodes, what happens if they just print tons and tons of money? Um, then they can pay, then the gover- their government gets bigger and they're able to pay Well, what's the negative? Countries? What's the negative if the country, if the government just floods their country with new money? What's that called? Um, that's... In, the economy gets too big, in, and it's called inflation. Inflation, exactly. Which there will be a further episode. Okay, there'll be a further episode. Oh, so, actually, you know what? What? This episode was supposed to be inflation, but <laughs> little mistake. Sorry, we'll give it to you guys at one point. So, anyway, these debt crises happen when other countries start to say, pay me back, pay me back. 
and then the country in question starts to print more money that causes inflation and it becomes a huge huge problem and um, in the case of Greece for example a couple of years ago what Greece did was Greece well we, we've talked about this in, in the bankruptcy episode what do companies do when they are on the verge of bankruptcy when they got big problems they um, go to their creditors and they ask for more they ask for more money yeah or they it, the, ep- the last episode was called the other episode was called re restructuring restructuring right they they say like we'll put they like make deals with the company so that they exactly. have to pay them less but the companies get like exactly so greece went to the european union and the united states which are the two you know the two entities that they owed a lot of money to and they they negotiated a restructuring and so in greece's case i think it was three years ago they said european union we owe you whatever it was 500 billion dollars um we can't pay it. Instead, we'll pay you whatever it is, $100 billion now, and we'll pay you $200 billion in three years. And in exchange for that new deal, uh, we promise, in the case of Greece, they promise to increase taxes and decrease expenses. So they reduced the number of, you know, the amount of money they put towards schools but and the military. Can, they can promise, they can, we can promise any, they can promise anything, right? They can like, they can say, and we pro and we promise like and we promise that like i don't know some example like in the next war you fight we will help you or like whatever yeah. like uh-huh. they can promise anything they want right yes okay but it's negotiated by both exactly and there are people whose jobs are to yes. restructure correct absolutely and they do that for companies and countries yes and so in greece's case they agreed to this restructuring with the european union and they agreed to these what they call austerity uh, the, which means like, um, uh, you know, harsh, harsh penalties, basically. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, the question was, do countries go bankrupt? I would say the answer is sometimes sort of a little bit. Yes, that can happen. Um, and we have a couple examples in the news right now where it's either happened or in the process of happening. And so how would you summarize Luke? Well, wait, first, just as a last question, mm-hmm. um, do does the average does the average like ha- does this happen a lot? Does this happen a lot? Uh, yeah. It's okay. Almost... Out of all the times that it happened, does more times they country fails or succeeds through restructuring? Succeeds. Succeeds. All right. Cool. Um, I would summarize up this episode um easily as um basically countries can countries can sometimes com- countries can sometimes go bankrupt if they owe money to a lot of places but they'll be able to fix it through restructuring and help and like and make it and making deals through people who are who are able to do it perfect thanks luke good discussion um you're welcome and you will get an inflation episode soon (laughs) okay um uh this is luke raskoff and and spencer yep and we're saying goodbye today for um daddy i have a question and um dad I, I do have another question for the next episode, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Bye. You can actually determine um, how much the deductible you want to be. It depends how much you pay each month. So, so like, you can like say that if I all right, I'll pay th- I'll pay more than you were going to make me pay each month, but then you have to cover more of my car. Exactly. Exactly. So do, does like the average person do, do that? Yes. Yes, when you decide what type of insurance to get, you and you might get a really high deductible, which means that I have to cover a lot of the cost myself, and then it's going to be a low monthly fee, 
or you might get a really. So you have to find like that perfect balance. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so there are and a lot. You also have to factor in maybe your car won't even get like won't even yep. get broken, so you have to like think about that also. Now, um, some types of insurance are optional, like life insurance is optional. You don't have to get life insurance if you don't want. Can you talk to me about the types of insurance? Yeah, like, so just a little bit on each. Yeah, so life insurance. Um, is, uh, um, you know, if, if the person dies, then their spouse or their descendant, their heir, their children, whoever. Whatever the will says that it goes to. Exactly. They get the money from the life insurance. Um, uh, Why do they do that? They do it because, like, um, well, like, let's say you have um, uh, a husband and a wife and um, the wife works and, and earns a lot of money and the husband doesn't. The husband stays at home with the kids. And then if the wife should die... Then there won't be any money coming in to help the family, oh, that makes sense. and so the wife might have life insurance in that situation, that right? Makes sense. Or vice versa, or whatever. If you don't need, if you, but you don't pay money for life insurance. You do, you, oh, do. you do, yeah, you do, you do. This is actually kind of an interesting wrinkle, the life insurance thing, um, that you can actually sell your own life insurance policy. This is kind of funky. Okay, so like, let's say that you pay a um, hundred dollars a month every month for your whole life for a for life insurance for like a 10 million dollar life insurance policy meaning when you die your spouse gets 10 million dollars okay um now uh let's say you're really old you're like 80 years old and this you're like this is maybe your wife died before you and you're alone and you're like when i die i don't really need my kids to get 10 million dollars instead i want some money to enjoy it during my life so you can actually sell your life insurance policy at that point. And there are uh, companies out there. Back to the person, back yeah. to the company, the insurance. Yeah. Can you sell it to anybody? Like, can yeah. you sell it to any, either another company or yes. another person? Yes, there are companies that do this. So you can call up a company like that and they'll pay you, I don't know. An insurance company or any company? No, I'm not sure what they're called exactly, those types of companies. But you, you see them advertising on TV a lot. They might pay you like $5 million today. And they buy your policy, and you get $5 million, and you're like, woo, I have $5 million. And then when you die a couple of years later, the insurance company pays that company $10 million for your policy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You had $15 million. Was that like realistic numbering right there? Because you had $15 million life and No, $10 million. Life you had $10 million, and you paid them $5 million. They paid you $5 million. Okay, so shouldn't they pay you ten million dollars? You ten million. No, because they 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 are only going to get ten million dollars when you die. They want to make a profit, or else they're not going to do the deal. Ah, uh, okay. So anyway, but then th- you lose money in that. You do, but you'll be dead. <laughs> you get five million while you're alive versus getting ten million when you're dead. So anyway, that's kind of a random fact. We can we can move on. Um, that's kind of a funny quirk of life insurance. Okay, so there's life insurance. There's take life insurance. What do people like? Could would another person buy your life insurance? I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I have life insurance. Uh, when, I know, but like, is it like possible for like, for you, for you to sell another person your life insurance? Oh. So he doesn't have life insurance and like, wants life insurance. No, that wouldn't really happen. Okay. No. Um, so then there's earthquake insurance for your house. Like if there's an earthquake and it is ruins it your house. Is like general insurance for like fires, floods, earthquakes, or is it like for each um, disaster? Good question. There's general insurance and then earthquake typically is separate. Why is that? Um, it, good question. Don't know. Not sure. <laughs> um, um, then there's business interruption insurance. So like... Okay, talk a little bit about the um, the like insurance for like... Stuff like the fight, like fire, flood. Sure. Um, so if a house is destroyed in, in a fire or a flood, you file an insurance claim with the insurance company. 
and um, then the insurance company pays you for the damage minus the deductible that you have. And okay, but- they pay you typically for the, stru- the value of the structure or the property, but then there's also the inventory of all the stuff inside of the house. Right, so like if you have a lot of books inside the house and the books cost a lot of money, then they would pay you back for that? Yes. How do you know all that? Um, like y- I, cause like I know that like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things in, in many people's houses. You have to, um, try to recreate it to the best of your ability. And if you, if you cheat, if you lie, that's called insurance fraud and you can go to jail. Um, but, um, so do they like usually give you like, at, like, at, like, see something happened to our house, right? Yeah. And obviously we know we didn't remember everything, we, but, um, would the insurance would the insurance company just give us like a little like extra like for each thing that you told us like plus this much or would they No, just, you have to if you if your house burns down in a fire for example or, or or flood or whatever, you have to write everything down to the best of your ability and then they tell you what they think it's worth and then typically it, it doesn't get that detailed really because usually there's a maximum on the policy. Uh-huh. Like like your policy was a million dollars total, no matter what, and the house was worth seven hundred thousand dollars, and the contents of the house, you know, you estimate were worth three hundred thousand dollars, and you're only gonna get a million dollars no matter what. So there's no point in like arguing of like how many books did I have or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Um, for that, wait. Yeah. Sorry, for that, do some people like keep track of their house before just in case? It's a excellent question some people do i would say very 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 few people are that detail oriented but yeah that that some people do um so anyway there's there's house insurance there's car insurance there's health insurance okay and health insurance is a huge deal um and and that's the one that the average person would hear most about yes you're right and we should probably do a whole other episode on health insurance because it's a it's a very complicated issue because if you don't have health insurance then um, medicine and, and medical care is very expensive. Which of these insurances are mandatory and which are not? Uh, car insurance is mandatory, at least in most states. And wh- why do you think car insurance would be mandatory? That's an interesting question. Um, Whereas most other insurance is not mandatory. Give me a minute. So maybe, maybe get, car insurance... Let no, me give you a hint. Yeah. When, what, what, what causes most damage to cars? Other cars? Yeah, like a, an accident. Like a car crash. Yeah, with another... With car and that makes it different than like life insurance or homeowners insurance which just affects one person right or one family oh so it affects like most like like one car crash yeah make so let's cars. so let's so say let, let's say let's say a guy and who the insurance had, company like benefits from like the from like the whole deals with insurance right? well let, let's say let's say one guy crashed one car crashed into another car and car there's car one and car two and car two has like ten thousand dollars of damage and car one, it was car one's fault. Well, in that situation, car one has to pay for car two's uh, repairs. But if what if car one has no insurance and he doesn't, he can't afford to uh, fix it. So that's why they they make car insurance mandatory. Like they need because because for like say a flood, there's no other person exactly need to pay or needs to pay exactly us. exactly. Oh, okay, so now there there are two final interesting concepts about insurance that I want to cover. Are there any quickly. other types of insurance? Oh, um, other types of insurance. Let's see, health insurance, life insurance. Uh, there's renters insurance. So if you if you rent your apartment, you might get insurance for all the contents. Oh, there's something called umbrella insurance. That's important also. Um, it's not insurance for umbrellas. <laughs> no, it, it's it's an umbrella because it like covers everything. So, uh, umbrella insurance is like a catch-all for everything. Um, so like if somebody sues you for you know 
whatever, like, you know, let's, let's say you own a house and there's a, a workman that's trying to fix something and he falls, um, you know, while he's fixing something in your house or he slips and, and he, you know, hurts himself and he sues you. Umbrella insurance covers that, a situation like that so that if somebody sues you so individually. It something that everybody else doesn't think of. Exactly, exactly. It's like the catch-all. they can't cover everything. Exactly. So, so that's... it's like those like random things that like, yes. oh, I didn't think of that. I need insurance for that. Exactly. Okay, last two concepts I want to cover is how insurance companies make money and then reinsurance, and then we'll wrap up. Okay, so let's um, let's think car insurance for a second. Okay, can you name a couple car insurance or insurance companies? Do you ever see commercials for insurance companies? Uh, Skyco insurance company. Geico, yeah. Yeah, what else? Um... I'm actually not sure. I don't know. How about um, other insurance companies are like Allstate oh, um, or, um, um, well, anyway, let's or let's just use Allstate as an example, okay, for homeowner's insurance. So let's say we pay Allstate, you know, whatever, $100 a month for homeowner's okay. insurance and our neighbor pays $100 a month and the other neighbor pays $100 a month, all in case there's um, uh, a flood or fires that, that wipe out our houses. Okay? Right. So the insurance company has a lot of money, right, coming into them. That guy, because that guy's giving them $100, we're paying them exactly. $100, pretty much everybody on our street. They've got tons of money, money, right? But they got to hang on to it. Why? Because what happens if there's... Because then, then we all, like, because we all have a flood. Yeah, then we go to the insurance company, we're like, ah, oh, give us our I money, was right? Thinking, I was actually thinking about this. Um, It's not usually, like, um, uh, it's not usually, like, I think that maybe insurance companies might make more money say if they if more things um if more things were for um like just one person at a time but because of like you know a fire or a flood usually those things spread and like it happens yes a whole city that's true okay so that is one of the reasons that insurance companies want to diversify right you don't want to be the insurance company that has like a home insurance for a whole community because if that whole community gets hit by some disaster, then, then the insurance, right. And so that's what's called reinsurance. Basically what insurance companies do is they sell these policies to these other reinsurance companies that provide the insurance companies with insurance. <laughs> ah, okay. okay. So if there's a calamity. The insurance company runs out of money because they're giving other people insurance and the reinsurance yes. company gives the insurance company. Exactly. And that's where some of the diversity comes from because those reinsurance companies, like they buy policies in you know California and Florida and New York so that if there's a whole catastrophe somewhere, you know, they don't get wiped out because they've got geographic diversity. They have reinsurance. Yes, exactly. Um, okay. So then how do insurance companies make money? They keep, do they keep a little bit of the money that they get from everybody yeah. else? Yeah. So basically they charge a little bit more in total than what they estimate they're going to pay out in, in, in so policy they claims. Make like a little bit from each person, like they make $50 from each person and like exactly. 50 people give them insurance, then they'll make some money. And to do that, they look at something called actuarial tables, which is a fancy word is for, it, wait, what do you think that is? Um, the percent chance that it that one of the disasters nailed it. How <laughs> did you know that? That's exactly what the. I did not know. That's exactly yes. what it is, and that's yes. so. Let's think. Let's think life insurance for a second. So they look at a thing that, like, let's say you're 50 years old. They they get your your health your health situation. They get like reports from the doctor. They and also the, get the average. When is the when the death of an average person? Probably exactly. So for life insurance or health insurance, I mean, life insurance in particular, they estimate like how much longer are you going to live? If you are 50 and healthy, you'll probably live 40 more years. So we probably won't have to pay you 
pay this policy out for 40, for 40 years. years. Right. Um, and what if you're 60, then they might be, and you're not healthy, they might be like, oh, we probably have to pay this policy out in 20 years or whatever. And so they estimate the chances of I'm having... I'm sure there are whole branches of insurance companies who just do this. Exactly. Yes, it's a huge, huge, huge part of insurance companies. So what insur- the way insurance companies make money is by being good at estimating the chances of having to pay out these policies. If they're not good at it, then they lose money. Then they lose money, exactly. And... Um, the last thing that insurance companies do to make money is they take all that money. Let's let's take life insurance for a second. Let's say all these people pay them all these policies and the insurance company doesn't have to pay it out on average for 10, 20, 30 years from now. What do you think they do with all that money in the interim? They pay it out to the employees mm-hmm. and they keep it? No. Like, that's what do, how they make money? Does this sound like any other financial let's institution say, that we've talked about? So they have all this money like in their system. Like Basically, people have prepaid all these policies. Oh, banks. Like banks, that's right. It's exactly like banks, right? So what do banks do with all their deposits in order to, to make a little extra they money? They pay it out to, they sort of like, they use it for other people to get more insurance from other people. Um, basically, like they, they invest banks. it. They invest it. Yeah, they, like banks, they like, they like, you, you, they like use it to have, to like get more of it basically. Like exactly. Exactly. So, so Allstate, for example, probably has hundreds of billions of dollars of basically prepaid premiums. It's kind of like Wells Fargo has hundreds of billions of dollars of deposits mm-hmm. and Allstate invests all the hundreds of billions of dollars of prepaid premiums in treasury bonds, in the stock market, in a variety of in real estate, in a variety of different things. To make more money. To try to make a little bit more money, two, three, four, five percent. But they so want to keep it keep reinvent to like like if they have ten dollars and they put it in, and then that makes them ten dollars, and then they have twenty dollars. Exactly. And they keep going. But they have to invest it pretty conservatively because they need that. The flood comes, and then <laughs> exactly they need the money available if they if they have to pay out the policies, and if their estimates, if their and actuarial if that tables were wrong. Growing, like I said, with the ten and then the twenty, then maybe they keep ten of that aside. They put then ten and keep going. Precisely. All right, let's wrap up, Luke. Why don't you explain insurance and um, so, to our listeners? Basically. Um, there are many different kinds of insurance, but insurance is basically what people people will pay money to an insurance company, and that way, if something happens, like they die, or there's a disaster, or there's like a disaster, or like um, their business is not like working very well, or something like that, we didn't really get into business insurance, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then that insurance company will give them money to help them, like take care of that so they don't like Perfect. not have enough money. Perfect. And how do the insurance companies make money? Two ways. Um they make money from the people who give them the insurance money. Good. They charge a little bit more for the policy than and they then, estimate they'll pay out. Right. And um reinsurance companies? Re- well, reinsurance companies help them if they don't have enough That's money. That's how they, they reduce their, their own risk. And and then what's the second way that insurance companies make money? Um they like use like they use some of that money to like make more money sort of like banks do. By by um with like the stock market and things by like investing that. it investing it perfect all right thanks everybody all right um we hope you listen to our next episode thanks for listening to that i have a question bye